Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com It's the start of your sporting weekend. This is Sports Talk. Good evening and welcome to our weekly look at what's happening in local sports. And tonight's a Mansell special after what's been a busy week at the One Call Stadium. We'll look at the comings and goings at the club as we reach the midway point of the January transfer window. We'll hear from newcomer James Baxendale, boss Adam Murray and midfielder Chris Clements, who's now scored two in two, both from free kicks. The last two, I've put them in positions where obviously they've gone in the net and I've been practising perhaps a bit with Matthew Blair. We spent about half hour after training, just trying to perfect the technique. So obviously he's playing off at the minute. And ahead of tomorrow's trip to Wimbledon, a match we've exclusive commentary of. We'll look at what awaits the Stags in the next few weeks. We'll also go back in time to ten years ago this month. It's in the back of the net, and it's Alan Shearer who scores. And Newcastle have surely broken Mansfield Heart late into this game. Yes, it's a decade since the FA Cup trip to St James's Park. How much can you remember? We've also got the Mansfieldtown Weekly Prize draw, a chance to win tickets to an upcoming Stags game, Morris's Minute Moan, and the Sports Tour predictor. All to come between now and seven on the home of local sport Mansfield 103.2 and Sports Tour. Very good evening and welcome to Sports Talk here on Mansfield 103.2. Hope you're doing well. Tim Morris is here in the building. Good evening, Jason. <laughs> hey, you only just got here as well. It's yeah. been a right panic, hasn't that's it? A, that's right, I made it. Yeah, the cold weather does, does wonders for the traffic. <laughs> good week? Yes. Getting over a bit of a cold, but yes, a good, still a good week. Yeah, not been a great week with all the news of all the celebrity deaths no, and everything. No, Alan real... Rickman yesterday, but the one we were just talking about off air, the big one, of course, earlier in the week, David Bowie, one of my icons, if you like, one of my heroes growing up, mm. particularly the early stuff, you know, the late 60s, early 70s, as we know, is my hero, if you say, the, the 70s, you know, and some of his stuff in the early 70s. You had the flash across the face for a bit, didn't you? <laughs> I wish. I could have had it stamped onto my face, certainly, <laughs> uh, ingrained onto it. That would have been something to see but yeah you know one of my all-time favorite songs i have to say is changes by oh, david yes. bowie and that's you know it's very very sad news indeed indeed uh, well good news on the pitch for mansfield town i'm surprised you haven't sort of mentioned that i wasn't here on saturday and the stags well, that, won at home to steven my minute moan was going to be <laughs> if you co- if you come to uh, ever come to watch the stags again or even have anything to do with the stags on a match day and we lose we know <laughs> who to, to blame well yeah. tomorrow i'm worried now because it's away at AFC wimbledon and it's a tough place to go tomorrow it is a very tough place to go but we relatively seem to do okay against wimbledon don't we away i think i think a draw is on the cards which I would take at the moment. Well, it's a busy, busy old 90 minutes. We'll talk Mansell Town because it's been busy off the pitch as well this week. We'll talk about uh, newcomers and players that have gone, perhaps surprisingly this week. And uh, hopefully a player who's staying. And another, oh, 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 intriguing. Well, no, no, everybody, you know, Blair Adams, you know, there was a lo- lot yeah. of uh, talk, wasn't there? He was going to be called back by Notts County. It still hasn't happened yet. I mean, he's got, is it one game left? Yes. Of his loan Yeah, spell. 19th he goes back. So hopefully they can come to some sort of agreement and he will stay. Well, we'll see what happens, shall we? But it has been a busy old day in the world of sport. Let's find out what's been happening today uh, with James Brandon. Mansfield Town go into their away game against AFC Wimbledon tomorrow, having lost just one of their previous six games in Scarbet League 2. The Stags' opponents, however, are in good form themselves, winning their last two, scoring six in the process. Boss Adam Murray is well aware of what they will be up against, but remains confident in his squad. They play some great football. They mix it up well. They play football when they have to, work areas when they have to, so we, we know we're going to be in for a tough game. And we, we believe 
when we're, uh, when we're on our game and we stick to our game plan. Uh, we can give anyone in this league a, a game. We've proved that now. Joe Root hit his ninth test century on day two of England's third test in South Africa. He's unbeaten on 106 with the team on 238 for five in their first innings, trailing by 75 runs. They were 91 for four at one point after bowling the home side out earlier this morning for 313. West Ham United manager Slaven Bilic says Andy Carroll's latest injury doesn't change his approach to the January transfer window. The England striker is expected to miss around a month with a hamstring problem. With his team sitting fifth in the Premier League, Bilic says he's looking for players to improve his side, not to make up the numbers. If we find a quality one that that's, that uh, is available for us, the guy wants to come to us, uh, and then we can afford it. If that situation comes to like a possibility, then we're going to react. England Rugby Union centre Manu Tuilangi is ready to make his first start in 15 months. He's been out with a groin injury which caused him to miss the World Cup, but he's back for his club Leicester who faced Treviso in the European Champions Cup tomorrow. Tuilangi is tipped to make his England return towards the end of the upcoming Six Nations. And finally, tonight marks the start of a huge weekend for the Nottingham Panthers. They take on the Belfast Giants at home this evening with the opportunity to leapfrog them into fourth in the Elite League. And on Saturday, the Panthers travel to the Steelers in what is sure to be another fiery encounter between the two sides. Panthers head coach Corey Nielsen knows how important this weekend will be come the end of the season. This is crunch time. we got to win some games. We definitely we know what we have to do. Uh, practice has been excellent. The guys sat down, had a little meetings with themselves and came up with uh, some solutions on how they'd like to play and what they'd like to be. And I think that uh, everything's going in the right direction. That's your Mansfield 103.2 Sports Update. I'm James Brandon. Thanks, James. We've got the news, of course, at 6 o'clock here on Sports Talk. Between now and then, we'll start talking uh, Mansfield Town. And Mansfield Town picked up their fourth home win of the season and the first of 2016 with an assured victory over Stevenage on Saturday. Stevenage have it, edge of the box. And that foul there coming at a dangerous position on Lee, the midfielder. Tom will take the free kick. It bends round the wall and off the post. Chapman, 30 from goal. Takes it into the penalty. Headed forward there by uh, uh, Thomas Clements with the eventual header. But Day had to rise there on his goal line to bomb it behind for a corner. Westcott edge of the D. Tried to feed it through to the area. And the Stags have won a free kick on the edge of the penalty area after a foul there on Chris Clements. What a moment in this match. It's Clements. So it's in. Two in two for Clements. A super free kick from 18 yards. Another wonderfully hit free kick by Mansfield Town's Chris Clements. That's the end of the first half here. The Stags have pulled it off. Stags won. Stevenage nil is the latest score here. Stags have it in the area here. Shot forward there at the near post by Green. Had to be denied by the right boot of Chris Day, the Stevenage goalkeeper. Corner now can be taken by uh, Chapman. Oh, he slammed it straight into the feet of Maxendale, who was a few yards ahead of him. Gives it out wide again. Now it's with Lamb, who shoots from distance. So it just floats over the ball there from 22 yards. Lovely effort that by Reggie Lamb. <laughs> Worth a dip. Gordon sends it back in. It's deep. He's headed in. He's wide. Wide. Ghosting him from that far side was Frank, Franks, yeah. the centre-half. Maxendale, 22 from goal. Looks to shoot and does on his debut. James Baxendale has given Mansfield Town a 2-0 advantage. A 
beautifully hit shot from the edge of the box, flying past the goalkeeper Day, who went down to his left. Adams inside the box, lovely cross, header is saved by the goalkeeper, comes back out, hits the post. Grows so close to give him Mansfield a third there. Stags try and clear it, shot blasted in by Stevenage, comes back off the pack of players, onto this near side, it's Conlon into the area, tries to float it beyond Bjensen, and it just goes agonisingly over the angle of crossbar and post. Green has the ball in the area, cuts in field, shoots towards goal, Day makes the save, going to his left side, it was at a nice height for the Stevenage goalkeeper. We've played the four of the four added on, Stevenage have it, edge of the uh, Mansfield penalty area, Played into the box now, ball sent across and it's stabbed forward by Stevenage and Nangela is sent it into the net, it's a consolation goal by Stevenage and uh, Stags take the restart, the referee has blasted the whistle for full time, Mansfield Town have the points in the bag against Teddy Sheringham, Stevenage. So there we go, a good win in the end against Stevenage. Of course, I wasn't around on that day, but I was uh, listening, tuning in, keeping up to date with everything that was going on, and it was a fantastic result. And you were there, though, Tim. In the end, was it a, a great performance by Mansfield or Stevenage? As we saw at their place earlier on in the season, they weren't great then. Was it another one like that, or no. has Stevenage got better since then? Uh, Stevenage did okay for the first 15, 20 minutes. Mm. And if, if anything, if you want to be critical of the Stags, you could probably say they were the better team. Certainly created the better chances. Looked to be the only team that was going to score really in the first 10, 15 minutes, although Mansfield did get forward. Mm. For me, I think we got past that, uh, the monkey off the back thing, if you like. Got past the 15th minute, didn't concede a goal in those first 15 minutes, as we have done is it 10 times this season. <laughs> Rode our luck because Stevenage hit the post. Mm. If that had gone in, he would have been, oh, say, here we go oh, again. Yeah, same, same thing. Deja vu all over again. We also it? rode our luck slightly in terms of could have conceded two or three penalties. One it did look to me like a deliberate handball by Christian Pierce. He charged down and shot his arms with Bury's head. You, you see those giving week in, week out. A couple of other instances where Stevenage players fell to the ground as though they'd been shot. You see penalties given for that, even though they clearly weren't penalties. Yeah. You know, they were just looking to get one. But then after that, Stags grew into the game, and you have to say that the new got the signing, goal at the right time. Yep, yeah, just before half time, Chris Clements. I said to the guy from Stevenage, one of the press guys next to me, as, as he stood up to take it, just to let you know he did score from here. You know, this time <laughs> last week, he says thanks for that. Bang, back at the <laughs> net, yeah. <laughs> and he, he had a rueful smile at me. Definitely came at the right time. Even even before then, we'd grown into the game and were probably the better team by then second half there was only one team in it for the first 20-30 minutes of the second half it was just a question of how many we were going to score really Baxendale yeah. took his goal really well more importantly for me he got in the hole if you like behind the last defenders he took defenders on and when he beat them he didn't shoot selfishly from an acute angle he got his head up looked to pick a pass out for somebody running in to try and get somebody else involved in the play I think the only pressure on him now is the fact he's started so well and as Adam Murray said in the week can he keep that level of performance mm. up? We'll talk more about Baxendale in the, in the next part of the show uh, late goal was equal uh, came back uh, for uh, let me get that right <laughs> Stevenage yeah. scored in the fifth minute of stoppage time fifth as a minute, consolation the fifth, the fifth minute of four minutes of stoppage yeah. time which was <laughs> very hard to understand because there was now, no time wasting yeah. why the referee played the extra ten seconds 
that allowed the goal, which no doubt really annoyed Adam Murray, <laughs> the fact they conceded, I don't know. Yeah. I saw there was some criticism of the fact that Mansell probably didn't try and keep the ball up the other end as much as possible, or going to the corners, and that led to yes. Stevenage breaking away again and, and getting the, the goal. I've not but seen the, the build-up to the goal. Possibly, yes, but by the time they scored, there was only ever going to be time to kick off, oh, yeah. if that again. There was never mm. any danger of even getting one more attacking to score another goal. It was as though Stevenage probably had given up by the time they got into injury time. They didn't really have any faith in themselves to get a goal, which is to me why the Stags weren't, if you like, time wasting in injury time, weren't running the clock down for the referee to add on any more seconds than he'd already allocated, which is why he totally got it wrong to add on the ex- extra few seconds for the goal. Will that get the the spirits up at home, that that win? Because that's been a problem, hasn't it, this it season? Should, it and should do. Will this now stop it? Because it's a big game, of course, a week tomorrow well, against well, Luton. L- Luton is a big game anyway at home, isn't it? Whether mm. you're top of the table, bottom of the table, the fans get behind you, a bit like a local derby in, in many ways in recent years that game has become. The, there's two things, though. The result, obviously, has got to get people up for it. You know, we've won at home... For the first time, what was it? I can't remember how many, how many games it was. Was it five, something like hmm. that? More importantly, the performance. There was far more goal mouth action, particularly in the second half, than we'd seen in the previous two, three, four home matches. And I think that's more important than the result. The fact that the fans could see last Saturday, as well as trying to play, play the game the right way, which we've done all season, it wasn't quite so much of the side would ways, passes, and keeping possession as let's hurt them going forward. That and that. Baxendale was the key to that. Also, it, it, it did seem as though Baxendale having a licence to roam up top, at times there seemed to be three players at top, so it wasn't just Matt Green on his own. He yeah. got support from either side, a bit of interchanging from the, the two wide players, and Clements and Chapman definitely playing more forward than they have done in previous home games. Yeah, good win in the end it was. We'll talk a little bit more about it shortly. We'll talk about whether the return of Nicky Hunt and Ryan Tafazzoli to the side well, had a change as well. We'll talk about that in the break. My other point, yeah. yeah, and we'll also be hearing from James Baxendale next and talk about uh, the departure of Nathan Thomas to Hartlepool as well whether that was a, a big shock well, we've got a ticket competition tonight two pairs of tickets to give away for next Saturday's home clash with Luton now Mansell Town boss Adam Murray is an ex-Luton player how many appearances did he make for the Hatters before he joined the Stags on loan in October 2010 and for what would be his third spell at the club was it 7 17 or 70 he wasn't at Luton for long before he joined the Stags on loan there's a little bit of a clue for you 7 17 or 70 how many appearances did Adam Murray make in in a Luton shirt. Call us 01623 before 6.45. If you're right, you go into the draw with a winner announced at the end of the show. Next, we'll be hearing from James Baxendale. Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com Sports Talk here on Mansfield 103.2 with me, Jason Harrison, Tim Morris, also in the studio. Don't forget tomorrow, exclusive commentary, Wimbledon against Mansfield. Saturday Sport, the programme starts at 1. Now, as we guessed on the show last week, Tim, uh, the Stags were going to make a late announcement about this uh, player <laughs> they were bringing in. Yeah. It was part of the, uh, you know, obviously Murray trying to get second guess uh, the opposition <laughs> as late as possible, really, yeah, wasn't it? Definitely. You know, and fair play to him. You know, as he said earlier in the season, if he can gain a 0.0001 percentage advantage over somebody, mm. he'll go for it and try and do it. And that, that's the way th- things happen. Yeah, it was announced that winger James Baxendale are coming on loan for a month with a view to a permanent move from League One Warsaw. And after an impressive debut in which he scored a goal. He spoke to Mark Stevenson. James, congratulations. Would you describe that as a perfect debut? Um, I would say so, yeah. I think it was um, looking at the table before the game. It was something I was really um, wanting to do to kick on, um, get a three points. Obviously, to finish off a goal for myself, it couldn't have gone much better, really. And it was some strike. 
Yeah, I like to, I've scored a few from outside the box and it was something I wanted to get back to. So to do it on the um, on the first game, it's some, somewhere to start and I'm, something I want to continue here. Yeah. Overall, how do you think you did? Uh, on a personal level. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it, I enjoyed it. Um, I thought the front four um, were, were rotated well and obviously uh, backed up by everyone else. I thought it was a good display. And what about the players around you? Did they uh, perform in the way you expected? Yeah, a great touch from Greeny for, um, for setting me up for the goal. So it's something, it's, obviously, when you play with good players like that, it uh, makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Well, I know it's only 90 minutes that you've played just now, but what have you made of League Two football? Um, it was what I expected. It was... Um, Fast, fast first uh, 15 minutes it was something we had to we had to grip into the game and I think we got a foothold and I think we played some decent stuff first half and obviously second half continued that and um, yeah it was, it was what I expected really and you played just in behind Matt Green as part of a three uh, three midfield man uh, heading forward is yeah. that where you're strongest? I'd like to think so yeah I think um, attacking midfield in the, any, any of them three positions I can uh, I feel comfortable with and just, just get on the ball and make a few things up which uh, I want to keep doing and can we expect more goals from you? I don't think so, yeah. I like to keep trying. I'll keep trying. So, whatever they're going on, that's a different thing, but I'll, uh, I'll keep getting in there and I'll keep trying, yeah. Um, looking ahead now, I know we spoke yesterday, but for the listeners that have not heard that interview, what are you hoping to achieve out of your one month loan spell here? Uh, more of the same. Get up, get up the league and um, keep competitive in there and um, obviously do as well as I can on a, on a personal level to the team. Interesting, Tim. Uh, reading all the responses on social media and the message boards, yeah. universally, everyone praised Baxendale and said it was a great debut, probably the best debut since Adam Chapman three or four, three or four seasons ago. Yeah, that's, that's probably right, yeah. And he, and he had such an impact on the game. He lifted the performance. He, he showed something that we'd been missing for, for several weeks. Mm. So that inventiveness, that willingness to get behind the defender or get in between the last defenders, pick a pass. As you said, the, 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 and Mark Simpson alluded to, there was a lot of inter- interchanging, if you like, between the three players behind Matt Green and it was like a breath of fresh air hmm. Was there a Mal Benning link to this do you think? Do you think Mal knows him at Walsall? There's, there's that sort of thing Cause you yeah. always, at these times those sort I of links help don't poss- they? Possibly yeah and he probably if, if there was ever any doubt in um, Baxendale's mind about coming here you know that he would have told him yeah get yourself down here quick <laughs> we play football the right way which yeah. will suit you down to the ground I think more importantly perhaps is Walsall play the game the right way we saw that at the start of uh, last season in the pre-season friendly when they came and really impressed me even though it was a pre-season friendly you could see that Smith who was on the manager wanted them to play the right way the same way that Murray plays I think that's probably got more to do with it the fact mm. that he's coming from a club that's got the same philosophy as Adam Murray and as you always say time always tells reasons why these things happen we find out this week Nathan Thomas is released yeah, and he goes to Hartlepool and that, that now all, it all links together doesn't it? It, it does but the rumours were there before kick-off on Saturday that, that Nathan Thomas was going to Hartlepool it seemed to take a bit longer than everybody expected for it to be made official news. Mm. For me, he's, he's been frustrating this season, Nathan Thomas. We saw in one game, funnily enough, against Hartlepool, how he can destroy teams with his wing play. In other games, you know, he's taken a heavy challenge and gone missing, or he's, you know, he's just been frustratingly wasteful mm. with his chances or not put crosses in or decent crosses in when he might have done better. So I think he's probably one of those without being too unfair to him typical wingers if you like who can turn it on one day but then go missing another day and Adam Murray's said all season he wants his players to be more consistent yeah you sort of sort of heard rumblings never got anything sort of really concrete that perhaps maybe he uh, ran a little bit hot and cold at times perhaps was a little adverse to criticism and yeah, you know that's probably well, yeah. being a youngster isn't it I suppose he's got to learn that he's got to take the criticism and the criticism's all, always meant in a right way because well, he wants right. him to play well yeah and you have to say if you're a club like Mansfield Town with their philosophy at the moment for a 
attacking play, you know, as a winger, you think you want to be part of that. Mm. With a young manager like Adam Murray, who's trying to get the game played the right way, and yes, OK, might, might make the odd mistake, and no doubt he's very intense in the dressing room and puts pressure on players and wants to get the best out of them. But you, as a player, you must see, if you've got a boss who wants to make you better, that can only be a good thing. Mm. Other movement today, Corbin Shire, or this week, Corbin yep. Shire's gone on loan move to Carlton Town. He's another one that's not really had the opportunities, but when you see the centre-backs that Mansfield have got, he's not going to get no, a chance, is he? Of course he isn't. I mean, Adam Murray, when you think back 12 months, he was he's having to play him in matches. He must think, what, I mean, what great riches I've now got. Mm. When he's got three really good really good centre-backs at the moment to choose from. It's only going to help the young players' development, and no doubt he'll come back, and perhaps if, if we've got nothing to play for in the last two or three games of the season, he might get his chance again. Ryan Tavazzoli, Nicky Hunt coming back into the game on Saturday. Big, big as, as big as the new signing, particularly, particularly for me, well, both of them, but Nicky Hunt, from the first minute it seemed obvious that Stevenage were going to target our right-back position down their left wing, whether or not they still believe that Hunt wasn't going to play because of his uh, injuries in recent weeks, but straight away he was making tackles, getting in position, he wasn't getting out of position or pulled out of position at all. Tafazoli is winning every, every header in, in the centre of the pitch as well and you know provided a bit of a threat going forward at set pieces as well. You, you left scratching your head saying what why was Tafazoli not playing in, in previous weeks? You know, was why was he dropped? You know, originally we were told there's a bit of a knock then that didn't seem to be the case. Mm. But for whatever reason, it, it's good to have him back in the team. Well, it just shows, doesn't it, the, the difference it can make having somebody like Tavazzoli in there as well. If you can start doing like he did at the start of the season and, and knocking them in at the front, uh, up That's front right. again, that'd be fantastic, oh, wouldn't yeah. it? Most, most definitely. And you, the only worry, if you like, as a Stags fan, if, you, if your glass is half empty rather than half full, <laughs> is what happens in the summer. Because at the moment, it does look like he's going to go. You know, and we mm. don't, we don't need, That's a long way away at the moment to worry about, but it'll be a shame. Yeah, you mentioned Blair Adams as well in the first half of the show. Yep. It's going to be an impact the fact that Jamie Fullerton's come in now in Notts County and this week he says I want to sit down with all my players that have gone out on loan and discuss with them what's going to happen before we decide where we go because Blair Adams is well it's up on the 19th what is it today today's the 16th so it's the last game tomorrow all managers are going to say that though aren't they when they come to a club they want to look at the players that are available to them or sort them out it could be of course we don't know that he wants to sit him down and say well actually if you want to go to Mansfield now I'm, I'm quite happy you know I know where I stand then with my squad and players and budget and things like that hopefully Adam Murray can sweet talk him and say look we're, our need is greater than yours mm. because Mal Benny I know he's back in training there's no way he's going to be playing matches for the next week and it's not for, really for anyone, me, anyway. anyone, anybody can put it left back is there well, if that's the thing, goes back. I mean Collins you know he did okay at right back wouldn't he but would you really want him pushed out of position to left back mm. the answer is no We'll talk more very shortly here on this Friday Night Sports Talk. It is a Stag special. We'll be hearing from Stag's boss Adam Murray. We're from Chris Clements as well, who scored two in two now, both from free Fantastic kicks. Fantastic goals. Uh, so we'll look back at the Newcastle game that happened ten years ago. This month we'll get uh, Tim Morris's memories of the trip up to St James Park. It was a day to be very proud more, to be a Mansfield yeah, Town fan. Amazing. And we'll be reliving that shortly. Don't forget our competition, though. Two pairs of tickets to give away for next Saturday's home clash with Luton. Uh, Stag's boss Adam Murray's the next Luton player. How many appearances did he make for them before he joined the Stags on loan in October 2010. Was it 7, 17 or 70? 01623 treble call us now and you'll go into the draw if you're right and when we come back after this short break and then the news, we'll start talking and hearing from Boss Adam Murray. Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com Sports Talk here on Mansfield 103.2. Between now and seven, we'll be hearing from Chris Clements reliving that trip to St James's Park when the Stags took on Newcastle in the FA Cup a decade ago uh, this month. And we'll also have Morris's Minute Moan. 
Good one this week, Tim. It was darts last week. Darts last week. It could have been athletics this week, but everybody, mm. of course, is moaning about the athletics and how <laughs> Sabco is somehow in charge of, of that He needs body. to get rid of the beard, so, I think. Well, he needs to get rid of something, doesn't he? I think it's his uh, selective memory as well he needs to get rid of. So <laughs> we're back to football. Uh, football this week as well. Sports Talk predictor Trevor is beginning to struggle the random number generator. As predicted. He's beginning to fall <laughs> by the wayside. He's started off too quick, didn't he? He needs some uh, WD-40 in his joints, I think. <laughs> uh, we'll find out what's going on with that, of course. We predict uh, scores from the, the weekends. We'll let you know how we did uh, last week. Uh, good old Jurgen Klopp and his Liverpool side <laughs> let us all down. Most definitely, yeah. We, we, well, w- words fail. If I put a bet on that game or if I travelled as a Liverpool fan... You know, 35 a quid lot, a ticket, I think money, it was, isn't it? I wouldn't be very happy. If you're an Exeter fan as well, you paid 35 quid for a ticket. Yeah, I think the only thing with an Exeter fan is you think you'd love the fact there is a replay, mm. you know, and going to Anfield. Well, I think that's all we can say yeah. from that one as well, but it was a shame that uh, the FA Cup is uh, continuing to be eroded away, and I think that's Definitely, just the yeah. latest in it. Uh, that was, that's what happens when you get people in that don't know the traditions or don't understand the traditions or whatever, right. and then I it mean, will just permeate through. Fans won't be interested, players not interested. Exactly. Yeah, it's a vicious circle, yeah. Yeah, it all goes in the end, but we'll talk all about that a bit later on in Sports Talk Predictor. But let's hear from uh, Stags boss Adam Murray, because we heard from the coach Mickey Moore after Saturday's win over Stevenage. So the midweek press conference was the first opportunity for Mark Stevenson to ask boss Adam Murray for his thoughts over that victory a satisfactory three points for the boys because take away the Accrington game we our performance have been decent we've, we've picked up some even though they've been draws the, the draws against good teams apart from uh, we felt we let ourselves down probably in the York game which um, affected the the whole situation probably more than it should have um, but yeah it was a good three points um, I felt it should have been more than and then two one, we created enough opportunities in the game, especially second half, for for it to be um, possibly four. So um, overall, really pleased with the um, the results, and I think it's put us one point off the playoffs again. So um, we're we're in a real good place and good weekend. What does a win like that do at this stage of the season for the psyche of the squad? Um, realistically, it shouldn't have as big as effects that I think it has had um, I think what was it one loss in six or something like that so again you look at uh, facts and stats and you one loss in six but I think it was only one win as well win or something like that I don't know but um, we, haven't, we haven't lost a lot of football matches and, and we've been playing okay not been playing great but we've been playing okay we haven't been bad um, so a win really shouldn't have the, the, the effect that it's had but it's because of the environment that we're in, it can be tense at times. The win was massive for the boys. It, I think we've seen first half an hour that we looked very anxious, we looked very tense. Um, we didn't have no, no flow in our play. Um, the game was very um, horizontal, where we're better when we, we, we make the game lateral and then uh, pick horizontal openings. We, the game was just horizontal and it... It, it, it weren't us there was no flow and uh, no balance to the game after that when we calmed down um, we, we got our rhythm and I think there was only one team in his second half and um, that comes with confidence that comes with the confidence and the belief that um, when we do what we do and we play how we play we're a good team and we, we showed that second half so overall the, the three points for the, the lads was big um, it, it will give them um a boost in the step and it'll give them the confidence um, probably booster that they needed to prove to them that they are a, a very good team What are the pros and cons of that fresh formation 4-2-3-1 Yeah this is what I'm saying about you guys you clueless aren't you 
We're in a fresh formation. We've been playing it all season. Um, the three behind Green look narrower. Yeah, it's only because of the personnel, though. The formation was the same. They didn't look as wide, though. Yeah, that's because the personnel that were in there were different to playing a, a Matt Blair or a Nathan Thomas, where we were out on our wingers, or a, a Mitch Rose that would play a natural right side, or a Reggie Lamb that drifts out to the wing more. So it was, it was personnel. We played with... Um, two number 10s and two, two centre forwards so the game was very narrow um, the game was very compact because we felt against their uh, formation we could we could overload the middle of the park so that the formation didn't change it was the personnel that tweaked the, the strategy for the game um, and then again we tweaked it at half time and, and had a, a bigger impact on the half Your assessment of Baxendale's debut? Um, I think he probably scared a few when he walked out, being two foot seven and six foot four, six foot four, six stone four. Um, but he's he's an excellent technical footballer. He's um, he's got a brain. He's clever. He he, he gets into to pockets, um, but he's effective with it. We've got some good footballers here, and the next step for us is is making sure when we get into to good areas, um, we make something happen instead of. I think at times this season we've kept the ball for for possession's sake, which it be, it, it becomes good to uh, dominate games, but becomes a little bit ineffective. So backs will give us that um, that drive and that that little bit of X factor that we've we've probably missed at times. And I think for a, a debut, it, it couldn't have gone much better—a win, a, a good performance, and a goal. Um, considering he's not really played much football for. Probably over 12 months. Are you looking to make his signing permanent? Um, yeah, it's, it's, he's had a game, so we're not looking to, to jump in and give him a five-year contract. What we're looking to do is is to bed him into our environment. Hopefully, if he, if he continues doing that every week, then we, we'd like to put him down on a... Um, and a 10-year deal but at the minute you're looking at me with an angry face and you've lost your head because I called you clueless <laughs> <laughs> carry on Mark you finished your answer <laughs> yeah hey, come on smile I am smiling thank you any more on the radar coming in um we <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. Please continue. Okay, okay. Um, there's a couple of bits and bobs that we're, we're looking at. Um, we might have a little bit of news on something that this afternoon that um, has cropped up and we've, we've dealt with. Um, but I'll let you know more on that later. Pleasure as always. Thanks, Mark. No more? Not from me. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> from that it went they were all best of friends afterwards as well oh, but yeah. it was interesting well the, the first thing about that, that formation you were there it was different I'm, so, I'm sorry Adam you know, I'm clueless as well then it was different because we didn't have two wingers playing or one winger playing and it was a lot narrower I can understand why I did it because as you said we've been overrun in the centre of midfield sometimes in recent home games clearly did it to stop that but the formation was clearly different and alright yes it was different because the personnel within it had different roles and there was a lot more fluidity about it if you like but particularly in the second half Baxendale, Baxendale was getting forward more to support Matt Green at times and playing much higher up the pitch than we've seen
seen players in his position play in recent weeks. It was great to hear Adam Murray a laugh though, wasn't it? And yeah. He's right when he says one win shouldn't make that much difference, but it has done. It's lifted the whole place. And I, it, as I said earlier, I don't think it was just the fact they won, it was the manner of the victory. And did the, the formation help that? So the fact that it was a bit narrower, did that help in the end? Obviously it helped against Stevenage, but is it something that can happen long term, do you think? I suppose Adam Murray will say it depends who you're playing. You mm. know, it's like when we Nathan Thomas had that starring role earlier this season because we played a, a, was a relatively poor, defensively poor, Hartlepool two team who seemed wide open, weren't overloading us in midfield, there was lots of space for wingers to, to attack. As we saw when Matty Blair came on in that game and he'd hardly had a, had a kick because of injury and, and even he did well for 10 minutes. So I, I really do think it depends who you're playing against and I don't think you can overlook the fact that for the first 10 minutes against Stevenage we did ride our luck a little bit and as he said, as Murray said, looked a little bit off the pace and if, if that shot that hit the post had gone in, who knows? But, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it is all about winning games and you know, hopefully that will breed confidence. What about what he did before the game as well, Adam Murray? The, the rallying yeah. call over the... Uh, he said it wasn't really right. a rallying well, I'm call. I'm just about to say... Uh, but, it, but it was a message to the fans well, over the tannoy. Uh, some fans said, I couldn't, hear, I couldn't hear it, but... Uh, I'm clueless yeah. again because it was a, ra- <laughs> it was a rallying call. There's, there's no other w- way to describe it. It was very brave of him to do it. I think it was terrific. I think he was spot on. No doubt the people who heard it, and not everybody did, because on social media afterwards people were saying they couldn't quite hear it, unfortunately. Mm. It definitely took the pressure off the players, because for the first 20 minutes, as I said, they struggled. And when passes went astray, when things didn't go from, the fans did not get on the back as much as they had done in previous games. There's, there's no doubt about it. And well done to Adam Murray, because once again he's done something a little bit different and he's come up jumps. One thing that has been changed and has been sparking a debate on social media and, and the websites is uh, the uh, removal of on the ball from the, uh, from the entrance. Is, are you one of those that feels that the tradition of it should yes. uh, surmount everything else? That, that, that tune is Mansfield Town Football Club to me. Even though it's cheesy, even though it doesn't matter. He's played for so many years, that's been what we run out to. And if you want to have another bit of, of a, another bit of music afterwards, mm. you know, that's more up to date, more, together, can't you? more um, uplifting, if you like, more upbeat, up tempo, fair enough, go for it. I mean, you know, as, as you know, I also follow Everton at times. Mm. Z-Cars, isn't it? Z-Cars team. It's, there's a grand old team to play for. Really old, really cheesy tune. They still play it because of the history. They don't say, oh, you know, we're in 2012, 2014, 2015, 2016. We, we can't play old music anymore. But it's anymore. not a tune that's been played constantly through 40, 50 years, though, but is it's it? It's what, been on and off and on and been off. been on and off, but it's what people remember, isn't it? And mm. I know it, perhaps it's only people of a certain era would say that, and there were other tunes over the years. I mean, I can remember uh, Monty Python's Life of Brian, Always Look on the Bright Side <laughs> of Life. I yeah. think that was probably George Foster's era. I could be wrong, but that played out for, for a few years, and it's something you always uh, tend to think of as well. But I'm bringing it back for me. But mm. if you want, have another tune as well, yeah. Yeah, mix it all up, and, and you can make a real atmosphere, can't you? you Definitely. See Speaking of the darts, they, they mix tunes yeah, and, exactly, and all yeah. that sort of thing. And the Adam Murray speech, I mean, I suppose you can't do that every week, because then it, people wouldn't listen if you heard it every week. Mm. But, yeah, why not do it again, just now and again, when it's necessary? And I also think after the game last week, it was refreshing not to hear from him, but to hear from Mickey Moore, because Mickey Moore said some interesting things as well, you know. And Adam Murray, I know in previous occasions, has said sometimes the fans hear too much from me, and that's why he puts a lot of And he gets bored of it, yeah, and I, that's a good idea. Mm. We'll talk more very shortly. We'll talk about Chris Clements and what he can do for the side over the next few months. He scored two direct from free kicks shortly. Uh, we'll hear from him and we'll talk about that on Sports Talk. Don't forget our ticket competition. Two pairs of tickets for next Saturday's home clash with Luton. I think that means we've got to get Mick Sachs oh, be involved yeah, at some point yeah. over the next week. <laughs> uh, Mansell Town boss Adam Murray is an ex-Luton player. Uh, how many appearances did he make for the Hatters before he joined the Stags on loan in October 2010 for his third spell at the club? He wasn't at Luton for long. 
So was it 7, 17 or 70? Call 01623 and You've got about uh, 25 minutes to get involved on that. If you're right, you go into the draw with the winner announced at the end of the show. Next, we'll be hearing from the goal scorer last week and the week before, Chris Clements. Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com Sports Talk here on Mansfield 103.2. Myself, Jason Harrison, Tim Morris in the studio. And unlike other sports shows, there won't be any risque <laughs> jokes at any point. Probably for the first time yeah, ever no, on this no show. Smut, yeah. <laughs> be no smut, yeah. Not for trying, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, we keep trying as often as we can. <laughs> uh, right, let's hear from Chris Clements now, shall we? The Stags midfielders uh, struck home two magnificent free kicks in the last two games, the latest to set Mansfield off on their way to victory against Stevenage. After that game, Mark Stevenson spoke to the midfielder about his deadly set pieces. Chris, these free kicks of yours are becoming almost unsavable, aren't they? Um, no, there's a keeper in the net, so th- there is a chance of the keeper getting there, but the last two, I've, I've put them in positions where obviously they've gone in the net, and obviously I've been practicing, perhaps a bit with Matthew Blair. Um, obviously, practice is paying off. How long are you spending on the training ground on these free kicks? Um, we spend about half hour after training, just um, trying to perfect the technique. So obviously it is playing off at the minute. Which did you prefer, today's goal or last week against Accrington? All today's, um, because last week's was more of a consolation goal, so couldn't really celebrate. But today, uh, obviously getting the first goal, we just celebrated in front of the fans, and it was top beans up. <laughs> And today's win, of course, is the fourth league home win of the season. Take me through it. Um, it's always going to be a scrappy game. Um, Stephen is coming now. We knew it was going to be hard from the start. We knew they were going to be in our faces for, for, from the first whistle. But we just had to adjust to that and, and play our own game. Um, we went for the week not worrying about them. Um, we just worked on how we were going to play and really not worried about the opposition. Because if, if we're at it, there's nobody can cope with us, to be fair. Slight alteration in formation, 4-2-3-1 today. How did that change your performance as a whole? Not just yours, but the team's. Um, I, th- I think through the week we, want- we wanted to push our full-backs up, like we did earlier on the season, let-, let them be our width, and just let the three behind green just get on with it, just attack and have the freedom to move wherever they want. Um, I think I think backs coming in today was was a big part of the win to be fair because his movement behind Greeny was unbelievable at times and the fact you can get into him you can turn play forward so um, obviously it's good having new people in and he's took into the formation quite quickly Have you perhaps missed that type of player? Um, no I think, I think we've got players that can play that role but to have a, to have a number 10 out and out who will just literally you can get the ball to him and he'll turn and you know exactly what he's going to do Rather than having maybe wingers playing there or midfielders playing there, you know you can get you get the ball to him and, and he's going to produce some. Did you notice a difference in atmosphere at home today? No, no. Um, it, it, it's a difficult one because we'd like the like the fans to get behind us as as, as much as they can, and um, obviously get getting a goal, going one 0 up, was an advantage to us because obviously they didn't get behind us, uh, didn't get on our backs from us conceding early. So I think get, getting that first goal uh, was a big thing for us today. And, um, yeah, as soon as that happened, um, they got behind us and we needed them in the second half to, to push us through and luckily we did that. 
So you describe your goal as crucial? Yeah, yeah, I think it was brilliant, <laughs> Steve. I think game-changing moment. <laughs> no, um, obviously you, you like to score goals in midfielder. It's something that I'm trying to improve on. But um, going into half-time, 1-0 up rather than 0-0, Obviously, it gives you that incentive to secure it in the second half to push on from something because you've got something to play for. So it, it was good timing to get the goal. Must make a di- uh, it must make a big difference heading you to next week, training on the back of a, a victory here in front of the home faithful. Yes, yes. Um, I think that was a big game that we needed to win. I think we, we've gone. I think we've not lost in six, but we, we've drew a lot of games. So I think it was vital today. You lost last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One in six. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I thought you said nine in six. One in six, Steve. Come on. And um, sorry, Chris. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I think it was a vital game to to stick with the pack and and not lose touch with them. So I, th- I think the three points are vital today. It's pushed us up a few places and closer to them playoff places that we want to be. Chris Clements there speaking after the Stevenage game uh, with Mark Stevenson. I must admit, I'm a Chris Clements fan. Oh, yeah. I've been. I think he's a, a quality player. You just want him to be more consistent, and hopefully we're now beginning to see a bit of that, because he said not only uh, did he score the free kick on Saturday, he, won he earned it. it. That, that was the biggest thing for me. He won it with a really positive run into the box, You know, committed a couple of defenders to force the free kick or the penalty just inside the area. That was the positivity that's been missing, if you like, from his game for me in the mm. recent home match. You know, whether or not that's because he's under instructions to stay back a little bit more and be more defensive minded and now the shackles are off because Adam Murray said didn't he a couple of weeks ago he's going to let play you know get back to the, as we were earlier in the season a bit more of an attacking uh, philosophy if you like and the attitude will score one more than you rather than worry too much about the opposition great to see the set pieces are beginning to have an effect because yeah. for the last couple of seasons they've been horrendous haven't that's they right, not, yeah. might as well not have had them you know from a corner free kick you're not, <laughs> not going to score but that's the quality that Chris Clements brings isn't it somebody and we've already got Adam Chapman as well we know he can strike a ball mm. as well from the edge of the penalty area so it's really good options but it's once again you know he's laughing a laugh and a joke about the interview and I know it's easy to do when you've won the game of course it is but it's great isn't it for players to have a smile on their face that's the the whole point of football is you've got to enjoy it haven't you yes, and it's not just exactly. the fans have got to enjoy it the players have got to enjoy it as well as, as Adam Murray said this week my players don't go out there intentionally to be rubbish yeah. or do things wrong they're league two that's footballers right, yeah. that's exactly, what you've got to remember yeah. and they will have bad days yeah, and noticeably again in that interview a player mentioning the fact that fans do get on their back at times mm. it does make a difference for those fans who think it's alright to boo and catcall during games because you know the players won't hear it and they're just venting their frustration the players do hear it and yeah. it does make a difference Con- confidence is a big thing at League 2 level it's very fragile for some players Can Chris Clements be a major part of the, the next 20 uh, odd games that the Stags have got left now for this season if they want a playoff push well, Chris Clements has got to play oh, well He's got to be hasn't he because he's one of the most creative players we've got and uh, did Adam Murray call him last season the most uh, talented Talented footballer at the club, something I think, like that. Yeah, worse that process in the league, didn't he as well? Yeah, I know that the players often say, don't they? In, in He's the most skillful, isn't yeah. he? Definitely, yeah, that they've worked with and seen. So yeah, if Chris Clements is on form, we've got a good chance of making the playoffs. But it's still going to be very difficult because you look at the play, uh, the clubs challenging for promotion, the money they're spending, the likes of Oxford, Northampton, Portsmouth, whatever. It isn't going to be easy to get in the playoffs, but we've got a chance. Tim Morris there speaking here on Sports Talk when we come back we'll be looking back 10 years can't believe it is 10 years since yeah. that went up to really St James's Park it was Newcastle against Man City it, was a, it wasn't a record breaking day it was a record equalling day yeah. up there for, uh, a, certain with, striker, for yeah. a certain striker for Newcastle we'll be reliving that shortly and uh, we'll be hearing what Morris 
has got to moan about in his minute. <laughs> Morris's minute moan. That's why I call him Morris. Is I <laughs> get him get him ready for that and sports talk predictor as well on the way. So loads to come between now and seven here on Man to One Three Point Two. We've got the weekly prize draw next. And we've got our ticket competition as well. Two pairs of tickets to give away for next Saturday's home clash with Luton. Always tasty affairs. These always good to yeah. be part of. Uh, Mantle Town boss Adam Murray played for Luton for a bit before he came to the Stags on loan initially in October the 2010 and for his third spell at the club, which is now into its sixth year. This third spell of his. Yeah, amazing. Uh, yeah. yeah. So how many ga- how many games did he play for Luton before he joined the Stags in October 2010? Was it seven, 17, or 70? Was it seven, 17, or 70? He was only at uh, Luton for a couple of months before he went out on loan. Uh, call us 01623 He's got still about 13 minutes. The time is running out. Uh, so call us as soon as you can. And if you're right, you go into the draw with the winner announced at the end of the show. When we come back, we'll talk the FA Cup 10 years ago. Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com Welcome back to Sports Talk here on Mansfield 103.2 and it's time uh, for the Mansfield Town Weekly Prize Draw, always sponsored by the Mansfield Mobility Centre. These are the winners this week. Don't forget you get the full list on the club's official website, mansfieldtown.net. Starting with a bottle of wine, courtesy of Mansfield Manor Hotel, that's 1664 P. Stanland. Bottle of wine, courtesy of the Mansfield Mobility Centre, 1559 Dorothea. A free round of golf for one person at Mansfield Golf Club goes to 1559 DJ Welsh. Mansfield Town Football in the Community Voucher, 1945 Mark and Mia. A family pass for Watermeadows in Mansfield. 34 is the ticket winner this week, and that's Brian Evans. A meal voucher to the value of £15 at the Black Bull in Mansfield. That's 1432 Whitey. A meal for two at the Railway Inn in Mansfield. Ticket number 4729. Andrew Saunders, the winner of that this week. One, Andrew. A gallon of beer, which is eight pints at the King's Arms Pop Inn in Mansfield. 1909. That's Joni W. A £10 Indian Mint Mill voucher, courtesy of the Mint Indian Restaurant in Mansfield. 1482 Joanne Carr. A Sunday rose for two with a bottle of wine at the Archer in Rainworth. One, two, nine, eight. The ticket winner is AB. Not a, not a buzzy thing. AB, the initials. I don't know who it is. A Sunday lunch to two course of two people at the Lakeside in Plesley. One, four, three, five. Elliot E. A £20 meal voucher in the Crown and Anchor Bar and Restaurant in Mansfield. One, five, three, six. That's Ian Hurst. £25 voucher for Frankie and Benny's. One, three, two, one. Peter H. Top three this week. Milford two voucher in the Sandy Pate Sports Bar. Two, seven, four. Paul Sheen. A two match day tickets go to 658 Dale Cornell and the first prize of £125 this week goes to 1919 and that's Jojo that has won that well done Jojo to claim your prizes simply call in at the Stags ticket office you must have your winning ticket with you and don't forget you can call 01623 to have your own regular number and play automatically from just £1 a week that's this week's Mansfield Town weekly prize draw results sponsored by the Mansfield Mobility Centre and off air, Tim was telling me that uh, he's, you have to use your prizes up quite quickly, is that right? That's right, yeah, the time limit, they, they only last for so long, a month, or I think one was three months, so uh, one of the two venues might be seen with this weekend, <laughs> the other one there, the weekend after, fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah if he comes in, he's, he's the one that's got the, the, the shock of grey, it looks like Philip Schofield with the grey hair. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. So if he comes in, that's who it is. I'm not, not saying who's in the broom cupboard then. But <laughs> not always that, that, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we have those every week, of course, weekly prize draw, not quite the National Lottery with its 66 no. million or the Powerball in America with 1.3 billion but some good prizes what in there. What could you do with 30 odd million though? You could buy a football club. You, you could indeed. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> what you do with 1.3 billion? I don't know what that's all about yeah. in America, but there we go. Anyway, let's talk. Uh, let's move on. So let's talk stags. This yeah. is sports talk, not lottery talk. <laughs> uh, so let's get on with it, shall we? And go back ten years ago this month, uh, the stags went to Newcastle in the third round of the FA Cup and almost brought the Premiership side back to Field Mill for a replay. Uh, these were the highlights. <laughs> This is what you go through the months of sweat and misery and toil of being a Stag supporter. So you could come to venues like this. There's 77 positions between these two sides. It seems like it's a huge gap, but as we know, football can be a leveller. Mansell can come forward now on that left-hand side. Here's Adam Rundle going past Clark. Comes in towards the far post and oh, Richie Barker. Well, that must have just scraped the top of his head and went behind for a goal kick. Newcastle have it back again and here's Solana. That's a superb ball through into the penalty area. Here's Luque. Low cross. There were ties a shot in the end from the near post and it goes behind for a goal kick that was the wrong wrong option by Luke he had Shearer coming in bombarding into the penalty area but he decided to have a shot from a near angle Rundle could come forward now it's a quick counter attack for Mansfield Town it's four against three here it's onto the left now here's Russell low shot beaten away by Given Luke gets a low cross in from the left hand side here's Solano off shot deflected away by Alex John Baptiste if the defender didn't get in his way there that would have been in the back of the net because Kevin Pressman was uh, completely out of position free kick will be short taken by Rundle towards Sullenbeek edge of the penalty area. He tries a shot towards goal. It's uh, Well, it's swerving in and everybody just stopped and watched the flight of it as it moved closer and closer to Shea Given's right-hand post, but it went on the wrong side, unfortunately, for Mansfield Town. Ball comes to Jellyman. Cross comes in. Here's a chance off! Oh, and it was Jake Buxton at the far post. It was just inches away from getting to that one, but it goes behind for a goal kick. It was a superb cross in from the left-hand side. It's half-time. It's Mansfield nil, Newcastle nil. It's a good ball there towards Ullenbeek. Cross comes in from the right-hand side for Russell. He leaves it. Low shot by Rundle, oh good save by Shea Given it was a low well hit shot by the youngster who's from Durham and he so nearly put Mansfield Town ahead in the first minute of the second half but Given was equal to it, Clark comes forward edge of the penalty, he gets it back from Solano, digs the ball towards Shearer, chance here now for Shearer oh superb defending, oh my word that was fantastic from Gareth Jellyman just when it looked like Alan Shearer was going to pull the trigger, there was Gareth Jellyman with a last ditch challenge, that was the closest Newcastle have come, low cross comes in, there's a chance, oh it's a great save on the line by Kevin Pressman and it's hooked away by Mansell Town the ball comes in again and it goes behind for a goal kick and I think it was Michael Chopra wasn't it who had the effort at the near post the ball bounces around nobody wants it in the end Bramble does come away with it for Newcastle inside to Lee Clark here's Norberto Solan now into the penalty area ball through chance for Luke back heel it's in the back of the net and it's Alan Shearer who scores and Newcastle have surely broken Mansfield hearts late into this game straight ball through the centre Luke had the peace of mind to back oil the ball straight into the path of Alan Shearer something he's done all the way through his career and he just slammed it into the back of the net Mansell Town well it looks like on the scoreline they're going to be the losers but the game of football has seen a, a very very good performance indeed from the League 2 side and now here's Giles Coke quick turn going towards them driving run towards the 18 yard box and the referee blows the whistle Newcastle have gone through by a goal to nil January the 6th or 7th of 2006 yep. 
Mansell Town beaten 1-0 away at Newcastle uh, in the FA Cup's third round. You were there, Tim, weren't you? I think you were part of the massive stash massive contingent five that were there. thousand plus, yeah, yeah. Climbing the endless steps up to the top of that stand. <laughs> um, you could say, you know, it's fantastic to be at a Premier League ground, fantastic to be a ground like that with so mm. much history, but you have to say, once you got there and saw where your seat was, you was perhaps slightly disappointed is the wrong word because it was great to be there but you think well it's just like watching ants uh, run, run round so so high up were we and so mm. far but the atmosphere was incredible from the Stags fans that day Yeah, the players did us more than proud that day yes we didn't create that many chances but some of the players for me well, Adam Rundle had the game of his life. Mm. There's no doubt about that. He, he was man of the match for both on from both sides. You know, no doubt about that. You look at some of the players we were playing against, like Alan Shearer, and like some of the. Well, it was a strong Newcastle Luko, side, yeah. wasn't it? In those days, you know, there was no resting. Well, of players. Graham Sunes was under great pressure. Well, that's that's that, that, that was my big manager. memory of the day. My first big memory of the day actually is going back when the draw was made. And I was driving through Old Clipston in the car. I always mm. remember it, and uh, lost the signal just as, just as it came out. <laughs> so I, I heard the word Newcastle, then lost the signal in the car, yeah. and one or two text, you know, folk will start flying in. Yeah, the excitement it created. But yeah, we were walking to the ground, having parked up and got there early as you do it when mm. you get to big, big games like that and the number of Newcastle fans who came up to us and says, we hope you win. We want Sooners out. And they were yeah. genuine about it. Yeah. They really hoped we would win. And the atmosphere was, the game was played in a strange atmosphere because of, because of the pressure Sooners was under. It was almost, did the players want that as well? I, I, mm. I think that's probably being disrespectful to the Stags. But there certainly didn't seem to be the intensity about Newcastle. They allowed Stags, particularly in the first half, to play the game. You know, they didn't close us down. That's why I'd like so Giles Coke for me and Adam Rundle had such good games, and that probably helped Coke seal his move to Sheffield Wednesday and whatever and go on to bigger and better things. But throughout the whole team, they were all stars that day, you know, and big Richie Barker up front. He had a few half chances, and unfortunately, they didn't go in. But what, what a day out, and even afterwards. Newcastle fans it was so good natured yeah. hold out there was no sort of threat no physical violence n- nothing like that Alan Shearer got the goal yeah, uh, no surprise record, he was yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the difference between the sides equaling Jackie Milburn's record yeah. and he subsequently broke it of course and there's been Newcastle's top you know no one's going to come close to yeah. that I don't think at this moment in time oh no and the, the way he took his chance as well he mm. was so clinical you know he, oh, I didn't have a chance earlier and it had been saved but there was never any doubt really when he got it it was low powerful into the bottom corner and, and it's strange because you know I always you watch Alan Shearer and he scored some fantastic goals volleys, mm. headers powerful shots over the years then he became a TV pundit and he thought well he's Mr Bland sorry he's <laughs> no good but he's grown into that role just like he grew into the role as a player he's yeah. now got an opinion and he's now worth watching and he's worth listening to but for people who remember from that time one of the first things he said if not the first thing he said after that game when he was interviewed on television wasn't look at me I've equaled the club record and it is a big big thing no the first thing he said was how well Mansfield have played and that's something that stuck with a lot of Stags fans yeah definitely that shows what a, what a really good player and a person he is no yeah. doubt about that but uh, the Stags came away from, from that as well and it, it it sort of lit up what was a sort of a disappointing season overall it was oh, one yeah. of those mid-table bland ones there was a little bit of flirtation towards that's the bottom right, yeah. weren't in a bit of concern but, Never really good. Yeah. but we got one or two f- really good flair players. I mean, Simon Brown was he injured? I 
think for the Newcastle mm. game, I can't remember, I think he was injured, wasn't he? Because we've yeah. got players who could turn matches. But that season, apart from Newcastle, you, you do remember it for the cup ties, because I go back to the Roswell game, I thought it was the previous round, but actually you just pointed out it was two rounds. Yeah, two rounds, it was great, in between. That's yeah. right, the 4-3 win there, that's one of my highlights of being a Stags fan and going away from home. Yeah, great one, that one. The Stags side that day, Pressman, Buxton, Baptiste Day, Jellyman, Ullumbeek, Dawson, Coke, Rundle, Russell and Barker, Arnold and Birchall came on as subs. The subs that weren't used were White, Hjelder and McLaughlin. And it was De- Peter Shirtliff as a manager. Yeah, and decent team. And one or two players there went on to, you know, and still playing, of course, went on to bigger and better things. Indeed, I saw Stephen Dawson playing yeah. uh, with the weekend. That's right, yeah, it was Dawson, on television, there. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Arguing with the referee, yeah. as you always Nothing did. changes. Yes. Uh, sports talk here on Mansu 103.2. Let's get our ticket competition done and dusted then. Uh, two pairs of tickets to give away. We did say 6.45 was the cut-off point, but we'll uh, keep it going until the end of the break that's coming up shortly. Mantletown boss Adam Murray is an ex-Luton player with the Stags Player Week tomorrow. How many appearances did he make for the Hatters before he joined them on the, but joined the Stags on loan in October 2010? Was it 7-7? 17 or 70 call 01623 this is your final chance to do it and if you're right you're going to the draw and we'll announce the winners at the end of the show when we come back we've got Morris's Minute Moan and the Sports Talk Predictor Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield unitedcarpetsandbeds.com Morris's Minute Moan I don't totally agree with him it's just down to greed. Oh dear. Well, she's either angry or drunk. Dear, oh dear. Why are we playing this game? We don't need to play it. Dear, dear, dear. I would throw them both out. It's obscene. It's a disgrace. Some people just moan for the sake of it. Yes, it's the part of the show that <laughs> nobody is waiting for. Tim Morris gets a minute to talk about anything he wants in the world of sport, uh, anything that has really got on his nerves this week. So we know that it is football this week. It was darts last week. It was it was yep. going to be athletics, but he wants to be different this week. He wants to be somebody else moaning. So what is it this week, Tim Morris? Right, he might be one of the uh, best football players in the world. You could argue he's among the top three, in fact, you know, including Ronaldo and Messi, and he has been for some time. But who does Yaya Torre really think he is? Clearly, the wealth that comes with being a top footballer these days, particularly one in the Premier League, of course, has addled his brain. Not for the first time, he's had a strop because things haven't gone the way he wanted off the pitch. Before, it was because no one at Manchester City wished him a happy birthday, for goodness sake. Now, because he wasn't named African Footballer of the Year for the fifth successive year, he's called the Sports Federation over there pathetic and indecent. It doesn't matter whether he should have won or not. His outburst shows some child, the childlike qualities of some of these Premier League footballers. He says it's brought shame on African football. No, it hasn't. It's brought shame on Yaya Toure. Where's the sense of perspective? Where's the humility? It's just gone in a culture where most Premier League footballers seem to think they should be pampered at every twist and turn. Pretty good, that one, yes. Uh, I've actually not seen this story, the yeah. Toure story. So what do you say? He'd, he'd not been given an award and yet... He so he's been to named, yeah, he's been named African Football of the Year, I think it's the last four years. Yeah. He, he came second this year to somebody from who plays in German football. So he, call, so he called the organisers, the federation <laughs> over there, like the FA over here, pathetic well, in, might be, and he indecent. Might be right, he is the best player, but that's isn't not, he? But that's not the point, is it? If you enter a competition, you abide by those rules. And if you're you presented with an award, you're just grateful if you win it. And if you don't win it, 
well, well, fair enough. I remember the birthday cakes situation yeah. where you say, oh, they didn't buy me a cake, exactly. they didn't do this, they didn't do that, I'm going to go now, I'm going to yeah. go. It's a spoiled child That's right. sort of thing, nothing, isn't it? Nothing yeah. more to think about than whether he's won you know, this award. Mm. Yes, yeah, so clearly it means a lot to him, but he's won it for the last four or five times. Yeah. And if if somebody, you know, the organisers think somebody else is better, fair enough. And you have to say, Tory is a fantastic footballer, scores fantastic goals, is another one who's inconsistent. Yeah. Uh, would you have got this in the 60s and 70s? I mean, no. I'm sure there were whiners and no. whingers then, weren't there? Yeah, look, look, it's amazing, Nick, because the timing of this is amazing. I was watch- reading the Daily Mail uh, at lunchtime. There's a fantastic piece about Tommy Lawton from Notts County, of course, now, who played mm. for England in his day and was one of the top, top footballers in the world, not just his country, having to write, after he finished his playing career, having to write begging letters to uh, Richard Attenborough, the actor, asking for money because he couldn't get work after he finished football. And yes, he had one or two personal problems as well. But that that was the thrust of it, you know, and this went on over several years. He had to, you know, have hand me that hand me outs from somebody he'd come across as a fan at the time when he was playing, and that's why he felt able to ask him. Anyway, and he gave him a lot of money, you know, it was hundreds of pounds at a time, mm. which in those days was a lot of money. Well, the, these letters that reveal this apparently are going on sale, I think it's next week or, or this week or whatever, and that's, what, that's why it's come out in the press today. The difference between then is, is, is more than chalk and cheese, if you like, and for people like Tory should you know, read that article and then think, well, hold on a minute, I, I'm being silly. Problem is, though, people moan about the fact that the game get, is getting bland and you don't get any interesting characters. It's it's good to get things like this every now and then. It adds a bit of colour to it all, doesn't it? It's good to it, it gives us something. It. To, it gives us something to talk about. Yeah. But he he clearly genuinely does believe that he's wronged at various times. Off the ball. If this was the first time, maybe fair enough. But like mm. you say, he's got previous history with the cake and the birthday, etc. <laughs> Why, why, is it, why can't they be great? Cracking for the player, fact though. They really good player. Cracking player on his day, yeah, can change matches, scores wonderful goals, mm. I agree. But Part of a great chant as well, that they, they do yeah. the darts. <laughs> I'm going back to the darts yeah. again. So, yeah, but, and he does entertain, which is mm. what we want, he's a great entertainer. If I was a Manchester City fan, you'd say he doesn't do it enough, because, I mean, they, they probably should be walking the league mm. with players like him in the team and they're not. So, yeah, we do need characters like that, but a bit of humility at times wouldn't go amiss. There you go, Yaya Torre, you have been officially told. You've been given yeah. a, You're on report, you are <laughs> officially on report. Tim Morris yeah. will be coming after you if he does it again. Yeah, and he, no doubt he won't be coming to Sports Talk. <laughs> probably won't do that. Yeah, we're going to get him in next week <laughs> as well, no chance now. <laughs> Sports Store predicts here on Mantua 103.2 that every week we have four football games over the weekend that we predict myself, Tim, and a random number generator called Trevor to see if our expert knowledge of football can be beaten <laughs> by a random number generator just plucks numbers out of the air without knowing anything else. And for most of this series and season, uh, Trevor's been doing brilliantly. Uh, but it has all gone a little bit wrong and awry for him uh, in recent weeks. In fact, this last week, he got just one point because he said Mansfield will beat Stevenage. I got two points because I said Mansfield will beat Stevenage and AFC Mansfield will beat Bottersford. Tim, you won last week because you got three, right? Because you said Forrest would beat QPR, Mansfield will beat Stevenage. And FC Mansfield beat Bottesford. Unsurprisingly, yep. nobody got any points for Exeter against Liverpool uh, last week. So it means because it's three points if you get the score right, one point if you get the result right. Uh, I'm top with 58. I'm in. I'm in the lead. You Just. got. You got 52. <laughs> Trevor is bottom it's, with 50. It's fading fast. I tell you, he started so well as well, didn't he? He did, yeah. But he, you know, he's the youthful exuberance. <laughs> it went in the end, didn't it? Hello, Trevor. Right, always a bit quiet. Hello, Trevor. 
No, not that. That's it. There we go. Well done, <laughs> Come Trevor. On, Trevor. Keep he's, up. he's certainly falling apart at the seams, isn't he? Right, here we go. Game one uh, this week. Uh, Derby uh, dropped out of the top two in the championship this week. Uh, they are at home to Birmingham. Uh, what do you think is going to be the score, Tim? Well, they've been a bit inconsistent, haven't they? But if the chairman keeps on going into the dressing room, <laughs> they'll, they'll fade fast. But I think they will we'll win this one 2 0. Yeah, I think it's going to be 2 1 to Derby. What do you think, Trevor? Three. 1-3, so he thinks Birmingham are going to win it. Here's one that Tim will uh, really struggle with. Uh, Crawley Town against oh, no. Notts County. Uh, Notts County, of course, Jamie Fullerton's first game in charge, so yeah. are they going to get the bounce effect for the new manager? It's Crawley or mid-table. I'm going to say uh, it's going to be a one-all draw. Yeah, I'm going to say 1-1 one, one as well. You're going to yeah. say 1-1 one, one as yeah. well. What do you think, Trevor? Two, no. 2-0 to Crawley. Uh, big game in local non-league tomorrow. Local derby yeah. down at Carnarvon Street. Uh, weather permitting, let's hope so. It should be a decent yeah. game. Uh, Terrasal against AFC Mansfield. What do you think, Trev? 2-0 two, no. two to Terrasal. I'm going to go 1-2 in AFC Mansfield's favour uh, because two, they, two. they could go back top. They, they could, yeah, and they've had a good result again last weekend, but I'm going to say 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. And the big Premier League game this weekend, no doubt about it. Uh, Liverpool call, really against Manchester United. I think there's only three points separating these sides. Yep. Uh, Van Gaal, uh, there's been a bit of controversy he called a Sun reporter yeah, fat, fat Man. Yeah. Uh, and he meant it as well. He, he wasn't being funny like Adam yeah. Murray sometimes oh, he have a laughing man, joke. He, he was serious. So they are playing Liverpool. It's Liverpool against Manchester United. I've gone. Uh, I think it's going to be 2 1 to Liverpool. Yeah. Yes, that's what I've got. Well, got well, it's slightly well. worrying. We've got two of the same. Yeah, <laughs> two of the same. I think <laughs> Liverpool having thrown the you know the game away, if you like, in midweek, mm. in midweek, they won't make the same mistake twice. What do you think, Trev? No word. No word. Oh, a nil-nil draw. No. It could be. Well, Manchester United could only be. nil They've nil used all the games yeah. yeah, in uh, <laughs> midweek. <didn't laughs> they, they certainly did, didn't they? So we'll find out how everyone do how everyone does uh, next week here on Mansfield 103.2, and that's the Sports Talk predictor. Goodbye, Trevor. Goodbye. Goodbye indeed. Uh, Tim, thanks for being with us here on Sports Talk on this uh, yep. Friday night. Final, just a brief thought about AFC Wimbledon tomorrow. Be tough for the Stags, but surely they're going to be buoyed by what, what happened last week. You know, we've, we've done well in previous uh, seasons and earlier this season, keeping the big fella up front for Wimbledon. Akinfen were rel- relatively quiet. Mm. We set up to play better away from home this season. For me, we have been better away from home this season. Got to get a positive result. We have got exclusive. We'll do. Oh, we as well. There we go. Exclusive commentary tomorrow. AFC Wimbledon against Mansfield Town. Joining tomorrow, just see how many times I say AFC Mansfield <laughs> instead of AFC Wimbledon. Old habits <laughs> die hard, yeah. and we do have exclusive commentary. Uh, here on Mansfield One Three Point Two Saturday Sport from One. We've got all the latest from everything else that's going on. From me, Jason Harrison, and from Tim Morris. Have a great Friday night. Wrap up warm, and we'll see you tomorrow. Good night.